Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. If you want them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. I told my men they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. Glad I was right. You're just a criminal murders people. Be careful how you speak to me, boy. I thought I could change my name. Start a new life. But I could never escape his shadow. My son... Can't run from your past. Is this what you wanted? You got this. Thank you. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our official movie review for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, newest film out of the Marvel Studios. And yeah, this is a non-spoiler review. Really excited to get going. First things first, I have a fantastic team of guests. Uh, first, we have from the Cinemania World team on YouTube, we have Alex Madden. Alex, how are you, bud? What's going on? I'm tired i need my sleeps man i need some naps listen just give us like 40 minutes and then you're good you're good (laughs) yeah uh we are also joined um back here on the on the podcast our most reliable guest we have griffin griffin hello I don't know how I became the most reliable guest, considering every time you ask me, I'm always like, That's true. Uh, That's true. it's the middle of the afternoon. I'm technically supposed to be working right now. So You're like, you're like 75th on the list. Like, yeah, that's, that's Today, weird. I was like, I had two I had two dropouts today, and I was like, Griffin, hello. Like 20 minutes ago, Griffin, are you okay? He's like, yeah, well, sure. I'm, sure. I'm glad that I was the, uh, the third alternate option, but I'm glad to be here. I'm happy to talk uh, Shang-Chi. I think we're going to have a great time. Yes, I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, and then we have uh, some special guests here for the podcast today. Uh, first, we have fellow cr- film critic Laura Siricool. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm so. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to like chat with you guys. Like I, I'm friends with all of you on on Twitter, and we we always have our tweet chats. But this is the first time that we're talking in person, like well, talking to each other. So I'm really I'm really happy. And I'm just enjoying my cookie dough because I'm an adult. <laughs> um, well, I, I sentiment that I'm really happy to have you on the show. I've been wanting to get you on a podcast for a while now. So it's great to have you here, um, especially after the hype of the movie. And uh, next, we have a special guest. Uh, we have another film critic here, Katie Smith-Wong. Katie, how are you? 
I'm very well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Now let's get into the movie. We are going to be talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. If you don't know already, uh, the this is straight out of IMDb. Uh, Shang-Chi, the master of unarmed weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Uh, the movie was written and directed by um, Dust. Destin Daniel Cretton, and it stars Simi Liu, Aquafina, uh, Tony Leung, Michelle Yeoh, Benedict Wong. Uh, really, 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 really fun cast. So, super excited to get into the movie. I will start since this is not, we are doing this review well before its release date. I want to talk about how you guys saw the movie, whether it was like a screening or a screener, um, you know, and how that experience was. I will start, I know I saw it with Alex, so, you know, him and I went to this, the Boston screening last week. So I will start with you, Laura. Uh, how was oh. the experience seeing the movie? Um, it was good. I I got to go to the premiere. Um, so oh, that was man. that was a fun experience. Um, to be among like fellow Asian Americans and Westernites, mm-hmm. part of the Asian diaspora diaspora. So it's really it was great to be among them and experience this film all together. Um, so it. it it, it felt nice to just be part of this history and the, the, this experience of I'm get I get to see them I get to um, be part of this somehow and um, yeah so and then I got to see it again again at the press screening because I when the, when you watch it at the premiere everyone's like screaming and shouting you don't get to hear everything so I mm-hmm. I asked to attend the press screening because that's when it's quiet. People know they have to write their notes and everything. So it's actually, um, it's the second viewing was even better for me. My, uh, yeah, I totally agree. Like the public screenings, they're, they're, they're fun for the audience reactions, but the press screenings, I don't know. I get kind of, I like them cause it's quiet and no one's like, no one's breathing on my neck or anything. Everyone's kind of spaced out. Um, you know, for me and Alex, it was the same way yeah. and stuff, but then there are some times where I, I want to be a complete geek and nerd out for these moments but then the the, everyone in the crowd is in the audience is kind of silent and i'm like okay i guess me and alice can just kind of go crazy for this part i I, kind of did that though and (laughs) right right yeah so um but uh yeah i'll go to uh you katie how how about you how was the how was your experience watching the movie oh it was so great um we uh i attended a press screening it was the uk multimedia so it was in um odeon leicester square which is uh, one of the big cinemas in in leicester square where all the premieres are normally held there was there was an excitement in the air i think they were trying to recoup the vibe from the european premiere of black panther because there was this dj there and i think there was an excitement in the air that this didn't be something new it's the mcu back on the big screen so there was a vibe there was a there was a a tingle of excitement so to speak Mm -hmm. but it's not but um unlike laura there, there weren't that many Asian critics, unfortunately. So I just kind of felt like, oh, hi, hi. Listen, representing listen. quietly. <laughs> this this week has been very interesting when it comes to that because Marvel did something. I ain't going to say any names, but they did something and then they got roasted. And then now they're like, well, here, here you go. Here's Asian critics left and right. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, Marvel, 
I'm glad you're starting to do it, but very, very interesting. I would love to see more representation uh, at these at these screenings, and hopefully we see that going forward to some of the other movies that come out in the MCU. Um, Black Panther as well kind of had the same issue as well with Captain Marvel when it came to female critics. So I would love to just see more of that represent, representation on on all fronts when it comes to that. Griffin, how about you? What was your experience like screening? Uh, yeah, I just went to a, a press screening at the El Capitan. But uh, first of all, in, in regards to what you were just talking about, shout out to Laura because she got quoted. Period. She got pull quoted. Yeah, 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 she did. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that was, yeah. Thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> no, it's all it, it's it's great. I mean, you've been like by on on my feed, you've been really hyping up the movie and you've been championing mm-hmm. it. And so it's like great to find yeah. to like see you uh, be pull quoted as a result. But like um, yeah, I mean, my, 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 as far as my like press experience goes, like it was very normal and in terms of just like going to the El Capitan and like seeing the mm-hmm. film there and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I get what you guys are saying about in, in terms of like premieres versus like the, the critic screenings, because it's like there, everyone usually is quiet during that stuff. And I think you can kind of gauge how, you know, other people are receiving the film because it, it's you know, in in that regard, but then also, uh, like when you go to the premieres, it's just like a completely different, uh, atmosphere. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, yeah, my unremarkable screening experience. There you go. <laughs> that, that screen like so much. I mean that, um, that public premiere looks so much fun. Um, mm-hmm. I had so much FOMO watch seeing all the pictures and stuff online, but, um, definitely agree with you, Griffin. Uh, Laura has definitely been a fun account to follow during the release of Shang-Chi, um, as, as well as POC culture on Twitter. Uh, just very, very nice to kind of highlight, highlight, uh, these critics, you know, when it comes to this, come to this movie. So I'm super excited about, about when it, when it gets released officially next week and stuff. And, um, I hope it blows, I hope it blows up and whatnot. So, all right, let's get into our review, official review of the movie. I'll go around, um, and then get everyone's thoughts. So I will start with you, Alex. What did you think of the movie? Uh, I loved it. There was like one aspect of it. I didn't necessarily like, um, I don't know if I could talk about it. It is in the trailers, uh, but I'm I, I'm probably not going to get into it just in case people haven't seen the final trailer. But it was just one aspect. The rest of the movie I thought was great, uh, especially after Black Widow. Like, I didn't hate Black Widow, but Black Widow felt a bit generic to me. And I hated the villain in Black Widow. It just, it just felt like a movie that should have come out. I think we, we're all in agreement here that uh, should have come out 10 years ago. Uh, so it was Shang-Chi was a breath of fresh air to me especially Mm -hmm. in the third act of the movie um, in terms um, compared to Black Widow rather. And I I just loved every single second of it. Uh, Tony Leung as Wenwu slash the Mandarin. Uh, One of my favorite MCU villains. Uh, The backstory is one of my favorite backstories given to a villain. Yeah. In the MCU. Loved it. Loved, just loved, loved everything about this, the characters, the story, the lore, the action, uh, I loved how Daniel Destin Cretton uh, filmed the action scenes. It wasn't like the the fizzing stuff like the roof oh goes God. through. <laughs> I mean, you can use one camera and keep it steady. Yeah, Are dude, dude, and like it was like it was like swift like movement like from like side to side. Loved it. Good peripheral view of the action. Uh, just yeah. just how it attributed like classic martial arts films and was inspired by it, and how how it just had this martial arts feel to it. Loved, loved every single second of this movie just about. So 
I agree. I agree. I thought I, I actually agree that it was a breath of fresh air as far as MCU goes. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't mo- maybe some parts maybe had the MCU kind of isms. Yeah. But for the most part, it was it, I do agree with that sentiment. Uh, let's go to you, Laura. What about you? How did you what did you think about the movie? Um, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was really a fun experience. I had to really take it all in because when I first went into the film, I really honestly was holding my breath the whole time because. Yeah. It's the first time for an Asian uh, Asian lead, and not only the Asian lead, it's a it's an ensemble uh, of yeah, Asian. Yeah. Yep. And so, like, I go, I went in there. I'm like, please, please, please be good, please be good, because you know it rep- like it. I know it's everyone's like, oh, it doesn't represent all Asians. Of course, it doesn't. But it it's the first of ours, and um, you know, it's it's always hard to be the first. There's so much pressure, um, because then it, it kind of goes along with the next few Asian leads and you know people will be like oh see we don't we don't need that and so after I after it it finished I just felt so relieved like so relieved because I just I was just like oh my god I actually said it really loudly I'm like thank god um (laughs) and my, 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 my friend was like are you okay I'm like yeah I'm just really happy that you know it's good um it it just felt it felt it felt good to have um, like it, it, it's, it, and the great thing is it follows all the Marvel, the successful things that makes Marvel. And it just mm-hmm. happens to have like Chinese elements in it. It's not just a Chinese, like a Chinese American or Chinese or Asian film. It's a Marvel film that just has elements of, of Asian, uh, Asian elements that, you know, that kind of pushes the story, but it's not, it's, I would call it a Marvel movie rather than an Asian movie, you know, like. And yeah. that's why that's what I prefer. Like I, I want it to be a great Marvel movie. I don't want it to be a great Asian Marvel movie or a great Asian movie. This is a great Marvel movie. And I want and that's what I felt like. I'm like, this is a good Marvel movie. And I'm really glad that um that we got this opportunity to showcase uh, a range because usually we're known as like we don't know how to express ourselves like. Oh, Asian people can't like express themselves, and so this is amazing that we got to see different, different people, different actors, and different ranges of acting. And people get to be introduced to Tony Leung and Fa La Chen, who's known in Hong Kong, and you know they get to look at the hotness of Tony Leung. And um, seconded, yes, right. <laughs> We're not blind. We're not blind. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, but like we get to like we get to experience the different part aspects of it, and then it's I don't know. I'm just I'm just really happy that it was good. I mean, there's some parts, but I think we're going to get into that later. But other than that, sure. like overall, like I was satisfied. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. What you said really s- stood out to me as far as like you want at first, like f- the first thing you wanted was it to be a good Marvel film and not have to have that kind of well, it's this, but it's not that, you know. So I. 100% agree. That's exactly how I felt coming out of Black Panther. I just wanted the same, when I was going to Black Panther, I wanted the same effort and the same kind of love put in that movie, like how you would put into like an Avengers or whatever, or, or anything else. And I did feel that coming out of uh, Black Panther my first time. So I totally agree with you. Uh, let's go to Griffin. Griffin, how about you? What did you think of uh, Shang-Chi? Uh, I, I really liked it. I, I, I thought it was uh, great. Definitely one of the better Marvel films. Um, I I think I definitely land in more of like the the mixed category because it was it was a film for me that was like for every incredible high that it had for everything that it did right. It felt like 
the larger MCU was sort of mandating that it had other elements in there. And like, yeah, I, I get that it's part of this like long running franchise and everything like that. And so you, you have to try and do things to make it seem like it's part of that series. But I also yeah. think that you can look to films like Iron Man three or like the winter soldier or, or guardians of the galaxy for, or, or like hell, even like black Panther, right? Like as mm -hmm. to like where you can sort of like, deviate from that formula a little bit and i think while this movie does do that a fair bit there were a lot of key moments where i was just like why why do we need to do that but um as a whole i will take this kind of like ambitious storytelling and like really emotional character drama any any day over over something that 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 is sort of like lacking in that department um I, I think for me, like, I, I loved how it wasn't afraid to get weird at parts. While, while the transition to those weirder parts was definitely not, not very smooth at all, I do think that, like, when those parts come to play and, like, when, when they're, like, when we get to the third act climax and you're just like, holy shit, what, like, this is insane. Like, if you think of where we started and where we're at right now, um, I really, I really just kind of, like, dug the ambition of it. And I think when the film focuses on... Um, I'm sorry, is it? I, I keep forgetting. Is it Destin Daniel or, or is it Daniel Destin? Daniel Destin. Da yeah. Okay. Yeah, Daniel uh, Destin. Destin, it's Destin, uh, Destin Daniel. Destin Daniel. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry. Um. When 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 uh when Dan when, <laughs> when Destin Daniel Cretton <laughs> fuck <laughs> when Destin Daniel Cretton is able to tell the story that he wants to and he's able to infuse his directorial style and his narrative voice into the film. The movie's at its best. I think the use of vignettes here to, like, these flashback vignettes in order to uh, explore the origin of not only Shang-Chi, but, like, his family lineage, specifically Wen Wu, Tony Leung, oh my god, all I could think about walking out of this thing. Um, when it's doing stuff like that, I, I am, like, I'm riveted. That's that's brilliant. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll get yeah, into yeah. some of the other MCU isms <laughs> later on. But overall, this is a this is an excellent addition to the uh, to the MCU. So I do I do I actually kind of I think I know what you're talking about, but um, I, I and I understand. Um, OK, so let's before we get into stuff like that, let's uh, go to Katie. What about you? I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think with, with Shang-Chi, there was this pressure to make something that can relate to audiences like Black Panther did to Black audiences, to have that, to show that, that Asians have a role in the MCU. Um, and I think Destin Daniel Cretton did this wonderfully. Um, because like Laura said before, there are certain touches that help celebrate Asian identity, but at the, but it still retains its core as a Marvel film. There's loads of great action scenes, loads of, you know, the blend of wuxia and, you know, the, um, the innovative, like, improv style of Jackie Chan on the bus, for instance. Mm -hmm. They are awesome, and it's just great to watch because, you know, that because when, when people think about Asian films, it's like martial arts will be the genre to go to and to see that and then infuse it with all the elements of a great Marvel film. It's just a really entertaining combination. I mean, there are some, certain parts that did not sit well with me, and <laughs> I think we'll go into these later, but for, yeah. but I think we, but as, a, you know, it's, Shang-Chi is the first new hero in the MCU. So to have a film of this quality setting this setting, you know, 
the level, you know, the level to to write to write the bar to so to speak. It's, you know, it's a really high bar. Yeah, I I I agree. Um, I so as far as me, I came out of the theater with a on a high, just so excited and kind of relieved because um. When I saw the trailers and I saw kind of what they were going for, um, <clears throat> part of me was worried because I did. I feel like they were gonna. I felt like they were gonna put the um, like the Asian aspects of the movie in the background, and they totally don't. They go all in on all of that stuff, um, and I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it. The martial arts was really, really good here um, on all. On, you know, whether it was like the beginning one or you know stuff in the middle, like the tournament thing that they did with uh, Shang Chi, and where you see Abomination and Wong, all that stuff was really, really fun. Um, I, I was a big fan of the uh, cinematography as well in this in this uh, in this movie. Just kind of seeing all a lot of the shots and a lot of a lot of the movie looked really really pretty. Um, and I love that when it comes to Marvel films because some of them can kind of miss the mark on that. So I really uh, I enjoyed all of that. I love Simi Liu as this character. Um, I think he has so much charisma. And from watching um, from like binging Kim's Convenience on Netflix a couple of months ago, I was just hoping that he had the same charisma that he is like the way he is on twitter and the way he is you know in that show and he and he totally does and it was so much fun to see him kind of shine and and you know make this character what it is right now and i think a lot of fans are going to gravitate to this character they're going to have they're going to you know a lot of fans are going to get excited to think of the possibilities of seeing him next to our avengers and stuff like that and next to other heroes and uh yeah it didn't even it didn't even I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he is. This is the first new hero that we're seeing in this new phase um, from the announcements of, uh, you know, from Comic-Con two years ago. This is the first one, you know, you know, and that's really interesting and stuff. So I'm super glad that uh, we're getting this movie and we got it and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I know we all talked about things of that we liked. I mean, that we that things that there were some things that didn't really work for us. Um, one thing. So I'll start with that. And I'll say that the one thing that that didn't work for me was parts of the third act a little bit. I thought the third act kind of got a little too crazy in a way. Uh, It was still very enjoyable and interesting, but um, I kind of sometimes I wish these MCU movies can just kind of stay grounded. Uh, because even my favorite grounded MCU movies, yeah. like a like a Winter Soldier, they still kind of go that route of a crazy bombastic third act where things are falling out the, out of the sky and this, that, and the third is happening and planes are crashing and stuff. And Black Widow kind of went into that too. You know, you think it's gonna be this kind of spy espionage kind of thing, but the third act kind of goes kind of crazy and we're free falling out of somewhere and. The, things in the sky you know so I, I i do think that it went kind of that route but i think i've been talking about this on some of the shows these past couple of weeks leading up to shang chi and i was saying that my fear is that i feel like when they grab these indie kind of directors because uh the director of this uh, of this film, um, Destin Daniel Cretton, he's responsible for Short Term Twelve, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, and my fear when they grab these indie directors is that after that quote a couple of years ago of I forget who the who the name was, but she was going to be the director of Black Widow, and they had told her, you know. Like, don't worry about the third act. It's, you know, we will figure it out. Don't worry about the VFX. We got it and all that type of stuff and and the crazy kind of set pieces. 
And she kind of declined doing the movie because of that and that she wanted to just do what she wanted. And I feel like, uh, you know, because I have the same issues with Black Panther's third act as well. Like they let these directors do the first two acts and then they kind of take the third act and make it crazy and make it all MCU and stuff. And uh, it, the, the movie definitely does fall into that. I don't know if you guys agree. I'll go around and see, you know, get you guys' thoughts. But uh, uh, Griffin, did you have any thoughts on that on that point? Um, basically, like sort of what I was getting at earlier when, when Destin Daniel Cretton is making his film and he's employing those storytelling techniques that we uh, seen him use before and he's doing them effectively. I mean, especially the use of vignettes, which I, we have not, we have not seen an, an origin story in the MCU told this way. Um, yeah. the, the movie is, is exceptional and it's in, and it's just what you were saying, Dwayne. It's when the MCU is butting in that you're like, you guys really, you, like, you can't help yourself. Like, like something like the bus fight and, and this might be controversial, but like, I I think, oh, sorry, I'm I'm losing connection. I, aren't did you lose me again? No, yeah, you're, good. You're, good. you're good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I had I had a little buffer thing on my end. So so <laughs> the, the the bus fight. I I know yeah. everyone is singing the praises of that bus fight, and rightfully so. It is so well choreographed. It's an incredible introduction to Shang Chi and his abilities, and and just like everything about him. I I, I love when action. Um, is used to establish a character. And I think that that's exactly what that sequence does. That yeah. being said, I don't think we're able to fully appreciate the choreography and the cinematography and everything that goes on in that sequence because in typical MCU fashion, it has to like, you know, escalate to this ridiculous level where like the bus is now like on its side and now there's a guy with a laser sword <laughs> and it's just sort of like... I, he said I laser really, sword. I yeah. That, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> like I, I just wanted like an incredibly well choreographed and and shot like action sequence that that is that is like grounded in what's in what all is going on because at that point the film is very grounded and and I think that that sort of like takes away from the impact that it has it's not that the the scene isn't great and it should be praised and like I I think that um you know it it, it is definitely like some like not even definitely it is like the best choreography and hand to hand combat we've seen in the MCU it's just I mm. I think for me the impact it, it falls short of of its of its potential because of these MCUisms that have to come in there, similar to like the the fight that happens outside on the side of the building, like that had all been like really practically done and like they had put more attention and care into the the uh, I guess the color and like the actually using Bill Pope, who is your cinematographer, using him to his abilities. Like, I, I it just feels like every turn where there was like a, an opportunity to really like uh, prop up the, the, these artists behind the camera, uh, whether it be your director, your cinematographer, your costume designer, your production designer, it sort of just falls into MCU gray slab and like, you know, uh, like, like VFX and stuff like that. So I, I really struggled with that. And then my biggest issue is it outside of that is when we get to the, I guess the, the, the transition from the, grounded nature of the first half into <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the second half um i mean this is technically a spoiler but like if you I mean if you've been watching social media it's not really a spoiler but i, I mean can i can i like go ahead and say the character that is in this film <laughs> like, yeah. okay well so, they announced it after the premiere kind of yeah okay. well, well his their presence was, was a giveaway yeah. yeah, I mean, right. look, if you're going to invite him to the premiere, then you, the, the gig is up. We all know what's happening. Um, yep. So when we get reintroduced to Trevor Slattery in the film again, in, in that scene, 
I think as as a scene, as one individual scene, I would have been okay with that. There would have been a nice little sort of bridge between Iron Man 3 and um and Shang-Chi. And especially when you take into account the the monologue that uh Wen Wu gives about uh culture appropriation and like the, the US government uh manifesting the, the this terror in order to profit off of the fears of people. I like that was probably my favorite monologue out of the entire film i just really liked that they engaged with the uh the twist from iron man 3 as opposed to just being like eh, whatever it doesn't matter i they, they like they you know hit full send on that and i really liked that but the problem is is like he becomes a character in the film and i and and it takes away from all of these other incredible characters that we're getting and then it like the transition into this fantasy world is like really jarring um and then we get there and it's just i don't know for me it it, it kind of lost some of the uh the impact that it had that it had previously set up uh in in the other stuff and um yeah it was just like a really weird uh transition period and then the third act the last thing i'll say is that is the third act i think for as cool as a lot of the stuff is that's going on and as emotionally uh resonant as it is I kind of lost sight of the objective. Uh, it just feels like it sort of gets buried and pushed to the side. And then uh, visually, I, I just think it's a really gross looking climax that should be really vibrant. Um, but obviously, I, I think just because of the way the MCU does their VF VFX work, they have to mm -hmm. make it look darker to cover that up. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of where I am on in terms of like the negative side of things. But... I will agree that in a, in a, at one point in the uh, third act when it came to Trevor, I was like, "Why? Why? Why are you here? Like, what do you? What do you? What do you? What <laughs> yeah. are you gonna? Are you going yeah. to fight?" I was just really confused. But um, I want to get uh okay. So let's um go to Laura. What is the? Are there something in the uh some things from the movie that didn't really kind of work with work for you or anything like that? Yeah, like the pacing was off because yeah, like you said, the third act. I think it's yeah, it's always like this for Marvel. The third act yeah. is always seems rushed um like they do a really great job with the first act and developing like these origins um and then it, it gets to a point where they're just like oh my god we're running out of space we need to get give you all of the information of marvel um that that will somehow connect it all together into like mm. a, a quick thing that you know you kind of lose sight of it becomes convoluted because it's just there's so much information and you know like the best parts of the yeah. movie is when it's rooted in reality and not in the fantasy realm because the fantasy realm it it becomes like hey this is this is talo and here's all the information of talo and here's just like it's just information like thrown at you and it then mm -hmm. becomes like you kind of get like okay thanks this is info and it just loses its pacing like it's like you're excited you're excited and then it's like slow um and then yeah, also at the end like i'm not going to say the spoilers but a lot of the a lot of the feelings the emotional arcs it feels unearned um mm. and like you in the end you are excited and stuff but at the same time you're just like mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I i would also add on to that by saying like it, it felt like after this incredible like epic climax happens um they 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 almost like poke fun at the sincerity of like the, the some of the final moments and then it just sort of ends and i'm like oh oh 
okay, yeah. all right, let's, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah. I did howl. Yeah, I did howl yeah. like, but I, 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 but I, yeah. I, but I did enjoy, but I mean, I like, for the most part, it, it's the pacing and it's just, like, the information yeah. of Marvel stuff. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, was, it was, like, to a point, it's, like, the, when it comes to the, because I, I, I enjoy all of the uh, the grounded stuff as well, um, but then it, it, it comes to a point when, I'm, when it's, like, two hours and five minutes in and i gotta and i'm watching tony lee young punch a wall i'm just like okay where are we where is this really going you know and do we really need it right whoa, now whoa, whoa, whoa. Just... anything with tony leung is fine well, yes know. yes okay, i did punch, i wanted he could punch I... anything and look beautiful and make it art i didn't say it was i didn't say it wasn't hot i'm just saying man where are we going with this and stuff i did like the i did all okay so what i did love was i did like the simulu uh shang chi and and um and the the mandarin i love that kind of fight scene i just i think these i think these trailers showed i think they showed way too much Especially when it comes mm-hmm. to the rings, I feel like a big moment in the movie was supposed to be Shang Chi finally wielding the rings, and it's all over the marketing, it's all over the posters, it's all over. You know, you've seen it. He's shield. He he wields it, and that's kind of it and stuff. Um, I thought I just thought that would have been like a bigger moment if uh we kind of was shielded from all of that um in the movie. It is it's a great moment when you see it, but I was like. Eh. I think we've established that there are certain parts of the marketing campaign that could be addressed. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, Alex, let's go to you. Um, anything in the film that didn't really work for you? Yeah, so I said I wasn't going to mention it before, but because you name dropped the two characters, that whole scene with Abomination and Wong, uh, it just felt out of place for me. It didn't feel like it needed to be there. Like, yeah. Like there was no explanation as to why Abomination was there. Why he looks like that? Why Wong is there? Nothing. I mean, we're probably gonna get an explanation. Here's what I'll say, real quick, real yeah. quick. The reason I, for me, I think the reason why they do that is to establish this yeah, is yeah. Marvel MCU. It's yeah. the same thing with Ant Man and Falcon's just there, you know, yeah. Kai Falcon's yeah. flying around. It's yeah. like that. Yeah, or 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 they're probably gonna do something with Abomination and She Hulk where they explain it. I mean, that's hopefully. That, yeah, that's really the only sequence in the movie that didn't work for me. I understand where you guys are coming from with uh with like the third act feeling overstuffed but i think i think for me yeah it did feel a bit overstuffed but i think for me the third act i think just seeing something new and fresh in a mm-hmm. third act for a marvel movie outbalanced the convoluted and overstuffed uh storytelling of the third act so i get i understand where you guys are coming from when um when people say it's overstuffed or you know uh like griffin said like he lost sight of the uh the end goal for when Wu. it's like i i understand that but for me i think just seeing something new in that third act worked for me over having the third act overstuffed which it is i admit but uh but yeah those i i would say it's more the abomination and uh wong scene that doesn't work for me yeah. Okay. Um. I actually, I didn't think you were gonna go there with that. As far as like that, what didn't work for you? But that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But I understand, of course. Yeah. Uh. And then Katie, how about you? What were some of some things that uh that you thought eh, couldn't have done with that? Uh. Well, a lot of the points have been mentioned already. It's like you know mm-hmm. the pacing and certain parts, certain characters may uh, feel 
unnecessary. Um, the the things that I didn't really care for was like the the yeah the the final act was really ambitious, but it didn't need to be. I think you could have done yeah you could have done a lot more with a lot mm. less. If, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And also it's like when you have the addition of, of um, you know, Travis Slattery, Ben Kingsley's ca- character, you're also pushing away Michelle Yeoh's character as and, um, in the, and her significance or like her relationship with Shang-Chi. And, and also it's like, it kind of, because, you know, she's one of the, she has her own poster People are going to see, want to see what she does, and mm-hmm. and it just feels like certain characters that could have made an impact, who appeared in Ta- Talo, could have made more of an impact. I mean, like the the elderly gentleman who's played by Yunwa, who was actually he's an uh, he's a prolific martial artist. He was a classmate of Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung. He has a small part here. We could have seen him do more. And that's the kind of thing that kind of grates me. You have these great actors that are just pushed aside for comic relief. Oh my God. This is like something that's been an issue with this universe for so long to the point where they, they realize it's now getting to the point where they realize, Oh, we should have done more with that character and that actor. And they just recast them like Gemma Chan for, for, uh, for Eternals and how she was in Captain Marvel uh, and whatnot. And, and they, she did nothing in that movie or, or, uh, or I think it was, there's so many, so many characters in, in movies like Glenn Close and the guardians movies and whatnot. And what's happening over there. And then Mads Mikkelsen from Dr. Strange then probably in like 10 years they'll bring back some of these characters in Shang-Chi and realize maybe we should have done a little bit better at at um kind of showcasing what they can do and all that so speaking of what characters do in this movie I loved all the 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 movie reminded me in so many ways of it reminded me that in Avatar the last airbender uh it can work live action um not what we got but it can actually work because Shang-Chi's mom is so dope in this movie and like what she's doing with the with like the earth stuff it reminded me like an earthbender and and whatnot I thought that was really cool and I just like all like the water kind of physics and stuff like that in the movie just was really really cool to me I wanted to see I actually wanted to see more of that Uh, and then just the action when it came to the actual rings and what they can do Uh, the rings in the comics they were actual rings but in this one they kind of made it kind of like wristbands and I think that I, I think that's just really really cool um and then when you do get the moments of finally seeing shang chi use them and finally see like what what he's what he's going to be able to do in the next movies it's just really exciting um so one of the big worries from the movie was the people people had before the movie was aquafina i liked her i wanted to i was actually curious to see what you guys all think of uh of her maybe some of the other side characters um griffin let's go to you what what was your thoughts on just aquafina and some of the other kind of pivotal at least i would say side characters yeah, I mean, Aquafina is great. I mean, anyone who doubts her abilities just needs to go watch the farewell and boom, mm-hmm. you'll be shut up. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like she's she doesn't get enough credit for how talented of a performer she is. Uh, and I think this is uh, just another example of that. You know, I, I she felt rather restrained from like some of the more comedic roles that she, uh, you know, takes on. And obviously, I mean, like she's very capable of, of comedy. And when she's 
you know, asked to do that, she brings it. And I think, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't ever fault her. It's usually more down to the writing. Um, mm. But uh, I, I just loved her relationship with uh, Simu Liu because we don't really see platonic relationships in like superhero films or something like this. And I really bought into the fact that they had been friends since childhood. Uh, the fact that they were like each other's closest confidant. And so like when you get to a sequence, like the bus sequence and uh, Aquafina is, or, or sorry, Katie is, is her character when she's seeing, um, you know, uh, Shang-Chi do these things for the first time, like you you feel like the fact that she's like holy crap you've been like hiding a, a part of your life from me uh and i've known you for so so long and so uh, kind of dealing with that and and, and then I, also what i loved about her character is this um you know she she's kind of a she's kind of just like drifting wandering through life not sure like what her purpose is uh and then we get to like some of the stuff that happens towards the third act i mean i think it's dialed up more than it really needs to be but like when we get to mm -hmm. that stuff uh it was really beautiful to like see her find her purpose and everything like find like something that she's uh good at and uh, and realize that she has potential with in, you know, within her to be more than just uh, who she is or whatever, which is, you know, that's that's a big, you know, under that's a big through line throughout everyone in this film, but um, especially her. But in terms of the other side characters, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like it's it's really hard to just not gush about Tony Leung. I mean, like he is legitimately one of the greatest actors to have ever lived. And so the fact that like he's in this movie and he like brings home one of the best performances we've ever seen in a Marvel film, like he's not even like a like, like yes, he is like a top three Marvel villain. But what I love about the character so much is he is so much more than a villain. He is one of the very few like multi-dimensional characters in this universe like on the level that some of our protagonists are at uh the the way that they just like dig into his backstory his fears his like his doubts about himself and then like you know him trying to grapple with you know maybe he can't move past this warmongering like person that he used to be like is, is like you know, is he capable of being a good person? And then like how that sort of trickles down into Shang-Chi. I just, that is some of the most beautiful stuff out of the entire MCU. And Tony Leung, I think there are so many moments where it's like, he could have gone over the top. He could have been mustache twirling. He could have been, you know, whatever. But when you get an actor like Tony Leung, who has <laughs> such skill, knows how to use his eyes and, and really brings a humanity and a vulnerability to this character, uh, you, you get, a lot of really restrained, uh, you know, acting here and 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 just like internalized stuff uh, that floored me. To be quite honest with you, like like even still, I've only seen the film once. I am just thinking about so many moments that he has in the in this film, uh, whether it be with him and Shang Chi or just like him on his own, sort of like dealing with the tragedy that happens in the family. It's um, it's beautiful. He he is the one thing that I am still. I mean, I'm thinking about a lot in this film, but like he is the he is the thing I'm still sort of thinking about. You know what scene that I really, really loved? Um, you kind of brought it up a little bit there. Um, I loved the it was like a dinner scene with um Tony Leung and we have Shang-Chi there, you have Katie, and I love when because it's it's very relatable to me when because you know I have I have like 
family who has, you know, who who's of African and Haitian descent to where they have their they they have their born names, but then when they come to America, oh, yeah. they have their um you know they use their like Americanized kind of name. Yeah. Um, and I loved when he asks he asks Katie, "What's your real name?" And then you learn that. And I thought I actually really liked that scene a lot because um I'm I'm just I, I it just really because they couldn't have it, it, it's such a small scene, but it's just it goes to like how how uncultured America America can be and stuff and, and still is quite frank and whatnot so it just it's kind of a moment of levity to see what it's like for people who are of asian or, or african or haitian descent how they how can they how like how they kind of you know get used to what life is over there over here so i thought that was yeah. a really good scene i love that me. so much and that's how yeah. i felt um yeah uh, it's yeah, <laughs> okay, Katie, you go ahead, Katie. No, no, I love that scene as well because it's so relatable. It's like my yeah. uh, no one, no one outside of my family knows. Not many people, sorry, outside of my family mm-hmm. know my Chinese name. Everyone knows me, ironically, as Katie. So it's just <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> so it's um it's 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 a kind of that kind of East versus West cultural kind of dilemma. Do you do you identify yourself as as, you know, a Westerner or as an, or someone from with, you know, Asian or descent? And yeah, it was it's a small scene. Mm-hmm. But it just plays so well, and it just and it makes it's a, and it just resonates so well with what kind of what Marvel the what Shang Chi is all about. Agreed. I wanna... Yeah, like I felt like Aquafina like really represented the Asian American experience or with the Asian di- diaspora because uh, yeah. she's an outsider looking in. Like she doesn't speak Chinese. She was because mm-hmm. she's born and raised in in the U.S. She's the second generation. Um, and she represents like, cause Shang-Chi represents like Asian coming in immigrant experience. And, but, you know, we also have the ABCs, um, or, uh, or ABE for Katie. Uh, and <laughs> oh, wait, no, EB, EB, EBC, we got the EBC for, for Katie. Um, and like, it's, it's, it, it represents like, she represents, everyone's all like, why is she there? Like, why is she hanging out with him? But it's like, no, she's there to give us, provide us the experience of an outsider looking in yeah. and experiencing her and like how we would experience it as um, second generation Asians in the Western, the Westernized world. Yeah. I also love how, I, love, I, also, I also love how shang Chi is Sean. And she's like, so you just Sean, you change this to Sean. I thought that was a really cute scene as well. And it kind of highlights their relationship as well, too. Yeah. Uh, Alex, what were you going to say? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to add on to the Aquafina thing, um, this, they could easily have gone down the route that many movies do where it's like, oh, you introduce a character, like say like somebody like Aquafina's character. And it's like, oh, she's a friend to the main protagonist. And the main protagonist then has his calling where he has to go on his missions. This character, his friend is starting to question uh, his goal and why he's going on this mission and then easily could have just written her out of the movie, but they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I loved about her being like on this journey in this movie. Like she was there for the whole time, like, and it paid off so much. Like, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go down that route or they just wrote her out of the entire thing. I also appreciate the fact that they didn't make her like a love interest, like someone yeah. who was friends yeah. and then made, right, yeah. made her a girlfriend yeah. or like, oh, well, I've always been in love with you. We, thankfully, they didn't do that. Yeah. Thank God. They, and also, they, they didn't they, make, he didn't have to save her. 
there's nothing for him to save her for. True. And that's Agreed. what they typically do. Like, like Dr. Strange, Christine had to be saved. Jane, uh, Jane and Thor had to be saved. And for this one, Aquafina, like Katie, did not need to be saved. Instead, right. she mm-hmm. was her own hero. Right. Agreed. At the end, and she. No, no, no. Nothing happened, guys. You guys are missing out. <laughs> um, um, Yeah, so I also want to highlight the sister. I thought the sister was really dope. Oh, yeah. She was um, good. Oh, like she's that. great. Oh, my God. Yeah. How, have we, how have we not talked about her? She was like, legitimately uh, probably up behind like Tony Leung and, and uh, Wen Wu. She was probably my favorite character. Yeah. She's yep, dope. Definitely. Yeah, she was dope. So I all I'm gonna say is that I love what they do with her. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Yep. But yeah. Um, yeah. I okay. So let's go into some final thoughts on the movie before we get off the air. I will start with Katie. Any final thoughts for Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? I think everyone should go see it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's just plain and simple. Go see it. I agree. I think it's gonna. I've already been kind of looking at the uh, the like how the tickets are are moving um, as far as next week goes and uh, next week. Thursday, all of, like most of the Boston theaters are like packed. What's, so that makes me so happy. What's the projected opening weekend? Like forty five to fifty? It's for it's projected, but I uh I think, I think people more. are underestimating the fact that it's not on Disney Plus. So maybe because yeah. those those Thursday Pre-seats, like you know, like when you go into the app and it's full, yeah. like it's full. That, well, it's like it's like classic MCU full. Yeah, like it's full. That was that was my that was my uh, that was my thought. Cause I when I saw it that they were projecting forty-five to fifty million, like I did what you did. I looked on like the AMC app and the local theaters. I was like, these theaters are packed. Like when they're people, packed, like, like two seats left. Yeah, most of them. I might so, have to sit um, on the floor. I, yes. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> In the UK, it probably would do really well because it's cause it is a Marvel film. All the kids yeah. will want to go mm-hmm. and see it, yeah. and um, yeah, I think it. I think it'll do really well, especially if it's not it's not going on Disney Plus here either. So yep. it will yeah. definitely be kind of incentive to bring get families back into the cinemas. And Hollywood loves to undermine represented films and stuff. And I, one of my biggest, one of the biggest like celebrations when it came to to box office, uh, when it came to representation, was Crazy Rich Asians. It like blew up, like you oh, know, in America yeah. and stuff I like love that. that film. And I so do I. And Hollywood slept. They sleep on these on these, you know. Um, like films that just feature people, you know, people of color. So I, I hope it blows the roof off the place. I'm not expecting anything really, really, really crazy, but yeah. I said the same thing for black Panther and they made, they made damn near opening weekend close to what uh, the event, the first Avengers movies did, which is nuts. So I, um, I'm not seeing black Panther numbers just because of what, you know, where we're at right, right now with the pandemic mm-hmm. and stuff, but I, I think it's going to do well. So I, and I really hope it does. So let's go to Griffin. How about you? Any final thoughts on Shang-Chi? Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like it's it's great. Like, I, I, if this is any, I mean, obviously, we've sort of seen like the direction Marvel is going to take with Phase Four with some of their their Disney Plus shows. Uh, you know, WandaVision is great, minus the finale. Loki is like on a completely different level, and like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is is trying to. Di- it, I mean, that's the show that's digging deeper into more uh, interesting themes and whatnot. Uh, I, I I think that Shang-Chi fits in r- beautifully with all of that kind of like going in new uncharted territory. Uh, like I, I just I really imp- appreciate the ambition of this film uh, and, 
you know, for for all the the issues that we sort of have with like the larger MCUisms kind of butting in, I, I do mm. think that like uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, just like the stuff that he's able to do in in this film, uh, I really hope he gets the credit he deserves for it because I I think this is by and large his movie and um, it wouldn't work as well as it does without him. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, uh, I'm going to echo what Katie says. I, I think everyone should just go see it. Love it. Go see it multiple times because we need like at least two more of these films. So period, period. Um, and then let's go to Laura. Uh, any final thoughts on the movie? Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were like, Oh, he's a side character. Tony Leung was really like a, like a, like the a second second billing oh, yeah. honestly like he, yeah. he that's what he deserves and that's what all the reviews are praising him for um but yeah other than that like um overall the, the like even though the movie has some pacing and all that stuff it was overall like entertaining entertaining and um fun like fun movie that brings a lot of heart regarding family <clears throat> and not only like blood family but found family and I, I appreciated that the story just focuses on family and friendship, um, as well as showing awesome kick-ass martial arts. Um, and so I think, I think everyone should see it. Um, be safe if they can. If they can. Um, but definitely, it's something that you definitely do want to experience and watch if you can in the theaters, if you can. Agreed, 100%. It's, it's, a, it's a theater. It's just one of those movies that you got to watch in a theater. But, um, you know, stay safe, everyone. Wear your mask and just try to see it if you can with friends, too. It's always fun that way. Uh, let's go to Alex. Final thoughts. Uh, as I said in the open, I loved it. I think everybody should go see it. It's one of the better Marvel movies that we've had in a while, I think. Um, and uh, shit, I just lost my train of thought. It's okay. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It always, it always <laughs> happens to me. I don't know why. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it's one of the, it's, it's, it's a fresh take. I think after a couple of movies, probably the past couple of movies and maybe even parts of the Disney plus shows kind of let people down. I think I'm looking at you Falcon and winter soldier. Um, so I, I just feel like it was a good, like original, it felt like a, it felt like a more creative vision from a director rather than like pushing like the gears into motion from like the studio, you know, like I feel like Destin, I'm going to say his name wrong. I think Destin Daniel Cretton. All right, there we go. Um, I think he was, it feels like he was given more creative control than previous Marvel directors. So I think that, I think that added a lot of, uh, spice to the movie and a lot of liveliness to the movie. And I think that that's a huge reason why I love Shang-Chi. Agreed. Uh, I sentiment everyone what everyone says. Uh, I it's a can't miss Marvel movie. It's just it's a great way to get back into like just the just the MCU in full form and tackling everything. I love the uh, post credit scenes as well. We won't spoil it. Say that for a spoiler review. But those were also great. Uh, and I yeah, I'm super excited to have Shang Chi officially part of the MCU. I kind of sometimes feel like this was the first um, movie right out of the MCU, but um. You know, I think it was going to be, or am I wrong? I might be wrong. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just really excited to see what else what else this character does, and this, as, far, as well as the side characters here, because I, I feel like they have a lot of room to grow as well. Um, so I'm just super pumped for everything involved when it comes to 
the future of this movie and just seeing how audiences take up to the movie as well. So, um, all right, everyone, with that being said, that is our review for Shang-Chi. I'll go around, get everyone's social media. I'll start with you, Alex. Let everyone know where to follow you. Uh, you can find me at my official website, alexmattedmovies.mystrikingly.com, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. All of my social media accounts are there. Uh, it's just easier to say that rather than give them all out, so. All right, and let's go to Griffin. Let everyone know where they can follow you, my friend. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Griff Schiller. You can also head on over to the YouTube channel, um, Film Speak, to check out all the video essays and stuff that I'm going to be putting out there. Should have one out for uh, Shang-Chi uh, either this weekend or like next week, depending on the editing process. But I'm, I'm really happy with how the script turned out for that. So definitely be on the lookout for that video. All right, and Katie, let everyone know they can follow you. Thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, you can find me on Twitter. It's very simple. My handle is Katie Smith Wong. That's Katie with an I E. All right, thank you. And lastly, oh. our last uh, guest for today, uh, Laura, let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at L Coles. It's an L. Everyone thinks it's an I. Um, L Coles. S I R A K U L. Um, yeah, you can find my work. Um, I tweet. I, I write. I'm freelance, but I write for the Nerd to Color and um, Near This and a few other places. So I will always tweet out where um, my work. Yes, yes. I will add everyone's social medias in the description below this review. Thank you guys all for listening. Thank you to everyone here for joining me. This is, I think this is our first almost hour-long review, so there you go. Um, I always say 30 minutes, and then, yep, things happen. Yep. So, um, But I had a really good time talking with all of you. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast, Cinemania World, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. With that being said... Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Alex Griffin, Katie, and Laura. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.